Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I am Sarah Allipin. I am the host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. And sadly today, Cluso, my little Frenchie bud, is not co-hosting. He is downstairs laying in a sunspot on Neighborhood Watch because you got to keep the streets safe. Uh, Before we get started with today's episode, if you haven't checked out last week's episode, it is a good one. Um, It sounds heavy, but I promise it's really entertaining and it's great. We dished with Amy Northard, who is the accountant for creatives, um, and we talked about taxes and buying a home and all of the things that go into post-wedding dealings with the IRS and finances. So um, it sounds heavy, but it's very fun and she's delightful. So I highly recommend and you check it out. Um, and today we have another amazing guest. I'm very excited to be dishing with a professional photographer with over 20 years of experience and over 500 weddings captured. Whoa. Additionally, he's worked with wedding brands like, excuse me, Calvin Klein, Vera Wang, and David's Bridal. I would like to welcome the incredible human behind 1111 Photography, Brian. Thank you so much for joining me on The Wedding Dish today. Well, thank you so much for having me, ma'am. I have to say that I'm a little concerned because I couldn't make taxes delightful, so I might not, (laughs) like, that's a hard act to follow. You might have put a lot of pressure on me inadvertently. I'm going to try. You know, taxes really overwhelm me. <laughs> Just the idea. Like I hyperventilated a little bit when you said taxes. I was a little concerned. Well, if you need a good accountant, I have one for you. Yes, ma'am. I, I am. I, I put that on the watch. I was like, I need to get in touch with this woman. It was going to be delightful. Oh my gosh. I love her. She's my accountant. That's why I asked her to be part of the wedding day. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I'm really excited to dish with you about photography today. I know you have a ton of expertise. You have a ton of content to share. Um, So let's get into it. What are some key things that couples should look for um, or think about when they hire a wedding photographer? Well, the, the very first thing, and people are always shocked when I say this, the first thing that you want to do is before you look at any work, before you go to any websites, before you read anything, decide how you're going to decide. Most people who have never hired a professional photographer don't know how they're going to decide. And they'll look at a site and see a picture and they're like, I want to do that. And then they'll look at another site and read something and think, I want to do that. They should, before you begin the process, figure out how you're going to make a decision. uh, So it's not as emotional as it is because everything about the wedding is emotional, right? And you yep. want to make a decision kind of all around. So is it going to be price related? Do you care about what that photographer gives you? Do you care about what their work looks like? Uh, and then the next most important thing, and to me by far the most important thing, is to have a conversation, with them, right? Despite what their work looks like. A lot of people don't realize this, but for both, especially if you only have one photographer and you don't have two, for both people getting married, I am going to spend more time with you that day than anyone else because I'm there when you start getting dressed. Then your your girlfriends or your groomsmen go away. Right. And there's some time for us together. Then it's me and your spouse together. And probably I separate you a little after that. The photographer spends more time with the couple than anybody else. Right. So if there's a person that wants to have an ardent political conversation at your wedding and you don't want that, or they want to talk about something different politically than you want, or you can't stand there laugh, you probably want to find that out before you're trapped with them for 12 hours for the day, right? So just yeah. having a conversation, and I, and I don't even mean about how you work or what you get, just maybe you don't like the sound of their voice, right? Like you want to know that before you're trapped with them in, in a room for 12 hours, right? That's probably a good thing, right? Yeah. The next thing I would tell you is, is it's not just looking for pictures that you like, right? It is looking for pictures of people that look like you. Because when you go through lots of wedding sites, in my opinion, you see lots of people that look exactly the same, right? Like yep. if, you, if you have, if you have a, 
a size six bride wearing a custom Vera Wang dress. You want you you want that. But if that's all you see and you're not a size six, <laughs> you want to see people who look like you. You want to see people who are getting married in places that you want to get married. If, if all of their photos are outdoors and you're getting married in, in, in the Roman Catholic Church, maybe you might want to see. Right. If all of your if you're getting married outside and there's no outside pictures, if you're doing a, a wilderness wilderness retreat or a barbecue, if there aren't circumstances that look like you, then maybe that person isn't good at that. Right. You want to see that they're good at shooting where you're going to get married. Uh, people who look like you. Uh, to me, that's what you want to see more than they take great pictures, because if you take enough pictures, some of them just come out great. Right. It's not a that's not yeah. even a talent thing. It's a math thing. Like my, you could get a monkey to take great pictures with it, especially with today's equipment with enough props, right? Yep. Uh, yep. So you want some of that, uh, and you also want somebody who takes the style of pictures that you want. There's a, there's a. If you look at my work, I, I, for me, because I started off in an editorial space, I, I'm very much in a place that my work isn't so much about my style, right? You tell me the pictures you want, you show me examples. I've been doing this long enough that I can copy any picture. So I'm going to try to make your pictures look that way. Right. Uh, so you want to have a conversation with them about how they're going to get there and how they do it. And and I, t I try to tell couples when they talk to me, start with what you don't want. Right. If you don't want tons of overly posed pictures, then you probably don't want someone where every one of their pictures looks like an ad. Right. Uh, uh, if you don't want super emotional pictures, like I got a lot of pictures on my on my on my website of mothers and brides and grooms, either in tears and or near tears, I might not be the guy for you. Right? Like you want to take a look at that stuff, right? And then uh, you want to talk about some logistical stuff, right? Not just how they work, but uh, you would be amazed the number of people who are professional photographers and have one camera uh, or have one light, right? Like what happens if you break the camera? What, what I don't want to talk about the specifics, but how much gear are you going to bring? Because if you don't have backup gear, I can't get these 200 people together next week so we can have a duo, right? Uh, what happens if you can't come, right? It's In 500 weddings, it hasn't happened often, but in April, I had a motorcycle accident. And I literally, this is my very first day without a cast, right? How did my people Oh, my God. Terms, right? Uh, uh, but part of our, for us, part of our service is that part of the fee that you pay is I have a person that is on standby. If I do not call them two hours before I'm supposed to be at your wedding and say I'm on my way, they just leave. They're not waiting for me to call them and say to come. They're already set up to engage if they don't hear from me, right? So what what happens if you if you can't get that person, right? How do you get your pictures back? Because a lot of photographers, it is not uncommon to have three or four months turnaround. And I get it, right? But to me, for the last, and please don't judge people by this standard because I realize it's an unreasonable standard. But the last 300 weddings I've done, they've had their pictures within 48 hours. Like, Whoa. Oh, not, not their sneak peeks, all of their pictures typically within 48 hours. And some yeah, of that's that an unrealistic standard. That is great on you. <laughs> some of that is because we take a, for me, I take a lot of time. Like I'm a big, I, before I was a photographer, I worked in computers, right? I spent a lot of time doing this and I don't enjoy doing this. So for me, I'd rather get the picture that I want than spend time trying to, trying to turn an, a bad picture into an okay picture or an okay picture into a great picture. I just take the picture that I want so I don't have to do a lot of it. Right? But oh, those, yeah, that the things that they want to talk about is how long is it going to take for me to get my pictures and how do you work and and. And I tell you a question that I almost never get asked that everybody should ask. How are you insured? I don't think couples realize that every vendor they bring into a space is supposed to have insurance. And if something goes wrong and those people don't have insurance, you are the people on the hook for that. Right. So they want to talk to them about their insurance. Right. And from there, now that you've decided how you're going to decide. Right. You've seen pictures of people that look like you or situations that you're going to be in and you know how that person's going to work, you have the things that you need to make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. And you like that person and you trust that person to be yeah. there on your day and take great pictures and make the day enjoyable. Because you're right. It is like as a photographer, you spend – you are definitely the person who is with – more than the, the couple themselves being together, the photographer is with 
that couple <laughs> with yeah, each individual. Uh, most of the time. And, I, and I think uh, there's a place where you want to, I, I don't know that you have to like them, right? Uh, I would say uh, the greater majority of my, of my couples I've enjoyed. I cannot tell you I've enjoyed every one, right? Uh, but you certainly don't want to be in a, in a wedding with somebody that you dislike. On what is supposed yeah. to be the happiest day of your life, it, it, like if you just, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter how big or small that reason is. If this isn't the fit for you, just say that and move on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And actually, you know, it's one of the things when I was looking through your website in preparation for recording this, I noticed that you had a variety of people on your website that were that were, you know, while I see a lot of joy interjected into all of the photos there. They're all, I could tell that you invested in getting to know your couples, which is another really important piece of photography too, where you get to know the couple so that you can capture them the way that they would want to be captured, even if they don't know how to articulate that. And you have a lot of people who are different sizes, who have different skin tones, who have different hair colors, who, um, you know, are um, different types of couples, like there's one on there that looks like an adventure couple, and then there's one very traditional couple right next to them. Um, and, wanna, and that's the the other thing I think you want to see. People believe, often I have customers ask me, can you show me a whole wedding? Uh, and I don't know if you noticed this, but my answer to them is always no, right? because that feels intrusive to me. If they if they had wanted you to see their whole wedding, you probably would have been there, right? That's just the way that I think about it. But what I can do show you 20 to 30 pictures from 100 weddings. And if you cannot determine from those 20 to 30 pictures across 100 weddings that I can probably shoot you, then I should probably look at how I'm arranging my website. But you don't want to see, no, no, no matter how much people think they do, you don't want to see the 500 pictures I've delivered to them. Because even for that couple, all 500 of those pictures were not meaningful. Like, that's just yeah. not Right. Really, I find that my couples zero in and about people have the capacity. If I deliver six or seven or eight hundred pictures, people have the capacity in their mind to zero in about 60. And that's some people. Most of them, after about 40, they're like done. Right. Like all the rest yeah. of those pictures come together for that. And I get that. Right. Because you, that's a lot of pictures. Right. I, I cannot imagine what they think they're going to determine from looking at 600 pictures. and. I also don't. So that's not a, a thing I think you should ask. I also don't think you should ask. I have people who want to ask very specific questions about equipment. And if, if you're not a professional photographer, I don't know what you're going to do with it. Like, I don't <laughs> I just don't unless you're not unless you're a very serious enthusiast. I don't know what you're going to do with the answers to those questions. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Which lens do you primarily shoot a ceremony with? Well, it depends on what the lighting situation is and the distance I need to be from the couple. <laughs> there are like 10,000 10, things that you like need to factor into your own equipment. And it's it's kind of, that does always feel weird when people ask that kind of thing. Because it's just like, yeah, what are you going to do with that information? Like, I, why? I, I tell you the other part is super weird to me. Like, I've noticed more and more that people are trying to get all their gear in this kind of one little backpack, right? And for me, I bring an entire van, right? I bring four bodies. I bring 12 lenses. I bring eight different lights, right? Uh, and some of that stuff, I'll freely admit, like I have a, a little color panel in my, in my bag and you can set it and it becomes different colors. And maybe once in 15 weddings, I'll use it. But I hate the idea that I could have really nailed this shot if I had that thing, which is in my studio. That's not helpful, right? Yeah. So I bring everything. So for me, if we're really going to get into this list, and I don't want to get bogged down in why I brought a, uh, a 600 2.8, because I own one, and maybe I'll get to shoot you across this lake this one time. Like I, but I don't know what, how that's helpful. I'm sorry. I'm taking this way off the rail. Yeah, you put so much pressure on me with the taxes thing. It's hard for me to, I feel so much pressure. <laughs> like we're way down in the rabbit hole. I'm sorry. I, no, it's, I, I mean, of course, like I can relate to this. So I totally understand. It's, 
you know, it, it is, it's so funny, you know, photography is a very personal thing. Um, you really are working with couples in, in a intimate way that, you know, you're not going to have, that's not going to be the experience of every vendor who's at that wedding. And and I think probably the other thing, so there's two other things I would, I would suggest for couples. The first is that for you, man, you're, you're, you're a young, beautiful woman. I am very old, as you can see, right? I have all of the old. And so when I was young, right, until I was 20, you got your picture taken once a year at school, right? And you didn't know a lot about taking pictures. But today, uh, especially with younger people, you, you take 100 pictures a day. Uh, and there are a lot of places where younger couples come to me and they believe this is the best way to take their picture, uh, right? And one of the, one of the, it's basically like hiring Gordon Ramsay and giving him a bag of ingredients and telling him exactly how to make a cake, right? One of the things that people have to have to do is hire a photographer you're going to trust and then get out of the way and let them do their thing, right? If you're constantly telling the person the best way to take the picture, you're missing an opportunity. I try to tell my couples so much now somebody will come and say, here, I want to duplicate this picture. And, and I try to tell my couples, you, you're hiring somebody who's done this for 20 years, right? Who's got 17 national magazine covers and international magazine covers. Why don't we spend some energy coming up with the picture people want to duplicate? Yeah. Instead of just copying that, right? Let's, let's take the energy of you and your partner together and see how that comes together in a meaningful way that other people want to duplicate, right? We can always use this as a jumping off point. And the truth is, if you show me a picture, I can duplicate it. That part's not an issue, right? But I want us to get something that is specific to you, right? Because you'll find that one of the things I love to do, because again, I come from an editorial background, I love a place where you say, I want this, this tremendous shot that I'm going to hang over my mantle, right? Nothing is going to make me want you for my client more than that. But when I sit with clients to do memory books, the pictures that they pick, aren't those pictures, right? The pictures that they pick are the ones that are connected to them, right? And that's the part you need room to be in the energy of what's going on because I have so many pictures in in, in my website that I might not have even shot except they kind of happened and I happened to catch it, right? That's what you really want to get to. Give yourself room to get to that place is the place, what the advice that I would give to Yeah, because you hired you for a reason. I love that. It's so good. It's so good, and it's so true. You know, it's uh, it's like and I I would tell you this isn't specific to me or you. Whoever they picked, give them the room to do the thing you picked them for, rather than try to tell them exactly how to get there. Yeah, my favorite analogy for that is you would never go to the doctor and say, "My elbow hurts, so cut this arm off." Right. That's not that's not. Oh, but you feel comfortable telling the photographer how to take the picture. But let the expert do the thing they're expert at. And you'll be amazed at the results you get, no matter which expert you pick, because you pick them for a reason. Yeah. When you were telling when you were talking about this, you dragged a memory out of my brain that I didn't even I didn't even realize was there Um, at my wedding. My sister in law had for some reason, decided that she would only smile. The only way she looked good was if she showed like a sliver of teeth, but she didn't have her mouth closed all the way and didn't have her mouth open all the way. So it was like, it just, it, it looked very like pensive and it didn't look happy. Um, so my photographer said something to her and she was like, you have a beautiful smile. And every time I go to take your photo, you change your face to not look like you're enjoying yourself. And, um, and I actually think it may have changed the way that Dominique smiles now in photos from like hearing that from a photographer who, you know, she knew her stuff and she was great. And um, shout out to Colleen Rosenthal in um, San Luis Obispo in California. <laughs> yeah, Colleen. Woo! I think she honestly made a difference in the way that, um, and I've heard that from other people where, um, you know, they never really thought of themselves. Um, and this wasn't a wedding I photographed, um, but 
where they didn't really think of themselves as being a beautiful person. And then they saw the photos and they were like, wow, I have something inside me that I didn't even realize um, shines to the outside. And, and, you know, now I have this whole new confidence about the way that I look. And um, yeah, all of those things are really magical. And then I try to tell my customers all the time, because you get that a lot. I'm not photogenic or don't like yep. taking pictures. And, and I have to point out to them, it's, the entirety of my job is to make sure you are gorgeous, right? The entirety of my job is that 20 years from now, you'll be able to point to your, your above your mantle and tell your kids, mama, mama has it. <laughs> Mama's yeah. definitely got it, right? That's, that's what my job is, right? And there used to be a thing I would take, because I used to get hired a lot from commercial work that I did. Uh, so I would, as part of my portfolio, take pictures where they could see the picture and then kind of what the picture really was, right? And how this woman has a clamp around her to hold this dress in place, just kind of a particular way. And there's two people holding her. Like I tell people all the time, right? This is this is as much magic as it is science, right? So trust that I'm going to make some magic for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like ice cream or... Um whipped cream in commercials is always shaving cream. Yes. Yeah, I pointed that out to people. I said, you, I, I did a little bit of, a very little bit of food photography. And I don't know if you can tell because you, your camera might not be wide enough to see all of me, but I really like food. And I stopped <laughs> doing food photography because how none of that is edible. Like, we're not going to say I found out the bad way. But maybe I do it. Nobody, who knows? Anyway, <laughs> but a great deal of that stuff is not edible, and I did not know that. <laughs> it's so funny. It's such an underknown thing. I said that to Philippe the other night, my husband, when we were watching TV. I was like, you know that shaving cream? And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, it's shaving cream. <laughs> it's so funny, but... <laughs> Random aside. Um, and on that note, we are going to take a super fast break on the wedding dish, and we will be right back with Brian from 1111 Photography. And we are back. Thank you all so much for joining me on the wedding dish today. I, of course, am Sarah Alipin, your hostess with the mostest, and I am joined today by the incredibly talented human behind 1111 Photography, Brian. Thank you so much for being here. You have shared so much great content so far. And I know we have so much more to go through, too. Thank you, man, for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, well, anytime. You are welcome here anytime. Um, I will always save you a seat at my table. Um, well, I, I will come anytime you ask me. So let's dish a little bit about some of the things. It can be really challenging to look through photos and um, – I mean, we talked a little bit about how it can be challenging to see yourself in some of the photos, but it's kind of hard when you don't have a background in photography to navigate actually shopping around for a photographer based on photos. And of course, we talked about how that shouldn't be the first step in hiring your photographer, um, but it is, you know, it is important to actually like their photos as well. So what are some of the things that couples should look for in the photographs themselves when considering a photographer for their wedding day? So the, the first thing that I would say, uh, and for me, I try to be a very positive person. This is a slightly negative thing, but it is super important. I think it, there, that it is important, especially for wedding shoppers, that you understand there are many wedding photographers, right? There's any number in any market, doesn't matter where you are. And some of those people may have done 500 weddings and some of them have done one, right? So one of the things that I want to see if I were looking, if it is clear to you that, because remember, whatever you're looking at, they picked it. Like it's, I've never looked and said, you know what? This picture at the bottom of somebody's shoe, that's the one, right? This picture with this kid's out of focus. I'm putting this right up in center on the, on the website. Whatever you see on the website are the ones that they pick. And in their mind, it is most representative of their work. So if you go to a website, it doesn't matter how much you love the pictures you see. If it is very clear that you're looking at 20 pictures that came from two weddings, it could turn out well, right? There's lots of people that, 
their very first professional gig, they shot a wedding and it turned out well. The problem is that when it doesn't turn out well, it could turn out horrible, right? For me, I want to see that they've done a lot of weddings, right? Uh, and I'm not talking about, I, I, I hope you're not looking at somebody's wedding website for 500 weddings. That's crazy, right? But 10, 12, and various settings is the thing that I want to see, right? But the most important thing I really want to see is that they have people that look like me, right? They have people whose skin tone matches my skin tone. They have people that that who are my size, right? They have people of various sizes and skin tones, right? Uh, if if I am a, a, a LGBTQ couple, I want to see that they have other LGBTQ couples, right? That it's not just if it is all heteronormative couples. Again, that's a choice that they made, right? Yeah. May, maybe they didn't. Sh- maybe they shot some. Maybe they didn't. But if there aren't any there, and I am one of those couples, that for me is going to give me pause, right? I want to know. I want to see people that look like me and are getting married in the circumstances that I that I look, at, right? I want to see. I don't. I think there's a a over abundance of pixel people, right? That's. I don't think that you need to do that to pictures, right? But I tell you what, you should be able to see right away just on your screen is that you should be able to look at a picture and make out people's features, right? If they just have one giant eye, I'm not saying you should be able to count eyelashes, but you should not have an idea that I have a color. Maybe it isn't close enough for for you to see that color, but there should be definition in their face, right? And clarity in their face. If there isn't, that, that picture could be out of focus. It certainly probably isn't properly exposed, right? That's uh, what I was just thinking, like cheekbones and like, you know, all of that. It's either yeah. overtouched or it's probably not exposed properly and both bad. <laughs> and, I, and I tell you, the, there's a trend towards this and I cannot understand why, right? There's there's the style that people describe. It makes me personally crazy. There's Light and airy. Oh, you read my mind. I'm like, the sky is not white. There's possible. It is possible that on one wedding day, it was overcast and the sky was white, but you certainly didn't have not have this much light and me not be able to see catch lights in their eyes, right? If you lit this picture like that, I know there's a giant light somewhere. Not that, that, that the readers are following this, but the if you have 17 weddings and the sky is all white, that just means you overexpose a lot. Like I don't, if that's what you want, I'm probably not your guy because I know the sky is blue, right? It's supposed to be blue, some blue. Even if it's not deep, rich blue, there should be some blue up there, right? How yeah, do you and, want that? And the well, for me, what kills me is the details in the dress. If there's if there is someone wearing a dress, or if there's a texture if you spend to the nineteen hundred dollars for for a cathedral lace veil, I should be able to see that lace, right? Oh, yeah. I should be able to see that lace. Yep. If you right. if if you've got sparkles underneath, uh, it, like you're a layer of tulle, I should see the sparkles. I I feel like I found my spirit animal. Like I feel like we have connected deeply and will be ever so. Because nothing. Every time I see those pictures, I'm thinking, no, no. That's not a thing. Yeah. I well, and that and the um <laughs> now you now we've got me going and I'm gonna dish a little bit. Um na- the the natural light photography where people are like, Oh, I'm a natural light photographer. If you prefer to shoot in natural light, great. I also prefer to shoot in natural light if I can. But you can't rely on natural light no matter what time of day it is, what, no matter what time of year. You have to be able to understand how to light something and how to use a flash and how to make the photo, you know? Like, you you, you know where just... there is no natural light? In a 200-year-old church, there yep. is no natural light. There's abysmal light, right? And the the whenever I see somebody who puts that front and center, and this is... This is where we see that I'm not a good person, right? This is where the tax lady beats me clearly. Because whenever I read, you know, a, a natural light, natural light, natural light, my brain immediately turns that into, I don't know how to shoot off camera flash. Yes, me too. Right, because that's the, it, it, it's, I, I've done 500 weddings, right? 
to, it's a very small percentage of those weddings. And for us, like I don't differentiate my service day based on time, right? If you book us, I can't do anything else that day, right? Because I can't be in the middle of your wedding. You run two hours late and I'm like, hey, I got to go take somebody's baby picture. Have, good, have yeah. fun with your cake, bro. You're not getting any pictures of that. You can't, that, that doesn't make sense, right? So I don't differentiate based on service time. I can count on one hand the number of, of weddings that I've covered where I've had natural light the entirety of that service and it was enough to get the pictures that I need, right? It's very, very uncommon, right? So the truth is you're going to have to be able to eat, shoot some flash. And for me, I wouldn't, if I couldn't see some pictures that came out with flash, well, that's a concern, right? Especially if you, if you got 12 bridesmaids uh, and another 12 bridesmaids or 12 groomsmen or 24 or whatever the mix is, and then another 30 relatives, how you get all of those people covered in just natural light? I, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been doing this a long time. And every, every once in a while, I've run into some stuff that I've learned some new stuff, right? That, I love when that happens. But I know enough to know that without the lights I have in my bag, some of those people's pictures, faces, you ain't going to be able to, like, it's just, okay. And you got this six foot guy in front of this four foot woman. Okay, we can't see her face. You, Maybe you didn't really like Aunt Clara. Like, I don't, you don't, I mean, look, let's be honest. My father has 11 brothers and sisters. My oh, mother my had 11 brothers and sisters. I can't like all 22 of those people equally, right? So if some of their faces didn't come out in the wedding picture, okay, <laughs> right? If it's the right ones, right? I don't know how you're going to know that, right? But if it's the right ones, but I, to, to me, I, I wouldn't tell anybody that because I don't want to turn these people into having to be able to look at pictures and say, is this a focus and why would you make that artistic choice? Because I think some of those people are making the choice right to make that. I, I cannot tell you how often I see people put those pictures out as if, again, they made the choice and they want, look how good I did. OK, sure. <laughs> if you can't say anything good, your grandmother used to say, right? Uh, so I'm not telling the people to turn into that, but you should be aware that if you if you hire somebody for 10 hours, you're most likely going to need some flash. And you want to know that all of their pictures don't look like it came off your cell phone, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also like you don't want it to be over touched. Like I, I get asked this all the time at weddings. I'm sure you do too. And it drives me insane when people are like, oh, you can just remove that in, in Photoshop, right? The goal of your photographers should always be to get it right in camera so that they don't have to do anything in post because that's how you get the best quality photo. And that's how you the person you know the person is making sure that they are delivering a quality product because they're starting from, yeah, of course, like, I don't know. It's like we were talking about this podcast. It's live to tape. I can edit. I mean, part of my master's degree, my master's is in photography and digital imagery. It includes audio because of, um, you know, having to know editing video. I don't edit this podcast. It goes out <laughs> just as it is because it's why would I spend time doing I can, but I don't want to. And same with photos. Like you shouldn't have to overly edit something afterward, you know? And I think that's, that's, of course, that's how you get your weddings back to people in 48 hours. <laughs> look, this is, this, look, first, before I say anything else, we are now fast friends. Like we are going to be friends forever. You just might as well put me on your calendar once a week to check in and see how you're going. Because I don't, the difference between a good picture and a great picture is always details. Could I take that cord out? Yes. If I move that cord, then I don't have to take it out. And when this picture comes out of the camera, it's ready to go. I don't understand why you would, because photographer, I'm not knocking it. If you want to spend 50 hours a week, every week at your computer making pictures, that's art, right? Sure, I'm not knocking that that's art. But for me, I want to make pictures. I want to make great jaw-dropping pictures. And if I don't have to touch that picture, that's a success to me, right? Me too. That's I yep. can get to the pic that's why I bring all my stuff because I can natural light is fantastic. But you know what I can make? 
the exact life I want. I don't have to accept. You know what? You can't stand over there. You got to come over here. You got to turn this way. You know what? If that's where you want to take the picture, I'm going to make this happen, right? I'm going to bring out these pro photos. We're going to make sun, baby. Like, this is what we're doing today, right? I'm going to make the picture I want. That's the part of this job that I really enjoy. And I cannot, for the life of me, understand A, I'm just going to accept whatever happens. On somebody's wedding day, these people bought a $5,000 four-foot cake, right? These are not people that should have to accept what happens. I should be able to make the thing that they want. Uh, I have, when I teach classes about that, that's the number one thing that I talk to. Stop investing your time turning mediocre pictures into okay pictures, right? Or even worse, turning crap pictures into okay pictures because you like them. Like that doesn't make, if you liked it so much, take, okay, I'm going to stop. Woo! Woo. I know it's worked out I know, right? It's it's so fun, and I, it honestly, I am a little curious if it's because we actually have an educated background in photography. You know what? For me, so I have I have a uh, degree in uh, I have a bachelor's and a master's in in broadcast journalism. Uh, I have an MBA and I have a bachelor's and a master's in computer science, right? I don't have any formal training in, in photography. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make a long story very short, right? I spent a, a lot of time, when I was in high school, I wanted to take a photography class, uh, but I cut that class for about three weeks. And then one day I got caught cutting the class and they made me go. And when I went, uh, uh, they were in the darkroom thing. That's this is how old I am, right? They were teaching darkroom. I taught darkroom photography. And back then, I understand it's different now, but back then, he said, you know, this is chemical X, but be careful with it; it can kill you. And this is chemical Y, but be careful with it; it can kill you. And by the fourth one that could kill you, which was the fourth chemical, I was like, girl, this ain't for me, because like. I'm not even that exact with recipes on the stove, right? I'm definitely going to kill everybody in this room. I never went back to that class again. Uh, and so I did a project for a major car company, right? And we had quoted amount of time and an amount of money. And I brought that project in about 90 days ahead of schedule and at a half the budget. So as a reward, a buddy of mine who worked there, right, we've become friends over these years. He arranged for me to drive uh, a very exclusive sports car that they were releasing. He said, I'll give you an hour with the car. And I spent, I did one lap, I spent 10 minutes driving it, and I just happened to bring my digital camera, and I spent the next hour shooting the car. Uh, and so he called me about a week after, and he said, hey, let me see these horrible pictures you took, right? Because we're, we're buddies, we're giving each other crap. And I send him the pictures, um, and I don't really think about it. And he asked me to set up a meeting the next day, and I said, sure, let's let's do it, Right. And I'm thinking it's about the project, but it's a meeting with the marketing department. They said, hey, these pictures came out really well. Can we buy them? And I was like, not knowing anything about this. I was like, let me check with my boss to make sure this isn't a conflict of interest. And I said, sure. And they asked me, would you want to shoot more stuff? And I said, as a rule, I don't shoot objects. And that's the truth. I don't I don't care for product photography. If, if a picture doesn't have a person in it, I'm typically not interested. Right. Uh, and they said, we can get you some stuff for people. Uh, and I got a recurring gig with him. His wife worked at a major clothing retailer. And she said, would you want to shoot some stuff for us? Uh, so I said, sure, I'll, I'll try it. Uh, and then I got regular work with them. And then she left that clothing retailer and went to a, a lingerie, a, a household name in lingerie and said, do you want to come shoot for us? And I was like, are you crazy? Of course I want to shoot that, right? <laughs> and so... I just kind of fell into this by accident, right? But to me, it always made sense that you take the picture you want to take. Like, that's where the, for me, I have an idea. Like, I, I typically, one of the things I love about weddings is that I typically won't, like, I'm not that person who's carrying around the camera taking pictures of everything, right? For me, there's an idea, and then I want to get my camera and make that idea happen. And the thing about weddings is you have to be more in the moment, right? In the studio, you're surrounded, like I've got a half million dollars worth of equipment. I got models, I got makeup, I got hair, and I got all the time in the world, right? I control every light source in here. I can make exactly what I want. To be able to do that in life, Donna, to go into a room where people are dancing and somebody's aunt's had too much 
too much to drink, right? And she's pinching your cheek. And I, I don't mean this one, right? It's, it's, it's in a lot, right? And, and to be in all that chaos and capture that thing to me, like that is a thrill. Like I, that's the part of it I like. Uh, and I don't understand, it, like the art of that is being lost, right? And filters and 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 downloading presets and so many people focus on that and aren't focusing on on making pictures right the joy of making the thing that you the thing that you saw in your mind and still being able to work in the image of the moment right because sometimes there are places i have a picture on my on my website and i think i shared this picture with you guys there's a a bride in her dress as she's standing against this red brick wall right and she came to me because she wanted a very particular kind of picture. And I said, I got an idea of the place that you're wanting. And we were lighting this, right? Because some of those pictures can take 15 minutes to set up. And while we were doing it, she was just kind of casually standing against this wall, right? So I just reached and turned the light and shot the picture. So to be able to work on the thing that you want, but still have the to feel the energy and get to this other thing, or like the, combining those two things. That's why I do so many weddings. That's why I love weddings, because you have an opportunity to make art, but in this in the in the energy of the day. So well put. You're speaking right to my heart. <laughs> I could not agree with you more. Right. So, I, I, so, so to me, I, I think that's what you and I think you want to know that people have a passion for the thing that they do, right? That that's always gonna go better for you, right? That they want to do that. Uh, but it's just me, right? If When people tell you they, cause I, you could like, I only, I'm only going to shoot 20. I'm only going to shoot 24 weddings. I have space to book 22, right? And some of that gives me the space if I'm, cause I'm not trying to shoot 50 weddings. If I see we're not a good fit, I can tell you, I don't know that this works, but based on what you want, these are people like, if I tell you, I'm not going to shoot you or I can't, I'm going to point you at people that I think can do the thing you want. Uh, but, so I only have room on my calendar for 22. I leave two for emergencies because without fail, I get somebody who calls me and in three weeks they need a photographer because their photographer has disappeared or there's a thing, right? And I try to help those people if I, if I can, uh, right? But I want to stay at a place where it's still interesting and meaningful to me, right? And not be doing 50 weddings a week. If, so, if somebody is telling me that they're, it's going to take them four months to give me pictures, that for me, that gives me pause. If, and I think it should give your viewers pause too, right? Because that's that's not, they didn't shoot the picture that they want. Are they just, I guess there's lots of people who get, who fall in love too much with their own work, right? I'm not gonna, A, I'm not gonna ask you to take 50 pictures of anything. I, th here's why this is coming from. One of my seconds, I have a couple of seconds that I work with. And when I first had my accident, somebody had to fill in for me the very next week. Uh, and like I said, I was gonna ask you to let me out of that. Right. So I had to get a new lady. And this woman shot 7,000 pictures. Whoa. Now, mind you, if you have a big wedding full of really interesting people, I typically I might take on 1,500 and I'm going to deliver six or seven. Maybe, right. She shot. She shot so many pictures and there were like places where there's 50 blocks of the same mm -hmm. picture. And I, I've been working with her because I'm going to give her more work. Right. And telling her you're you're way too good, and she can. It's not that she doesn't know what she's doing, right? But she hasn't gotten to the place where she has confidence in her work, right? Where she can take this picture, know she has the picture, and then move on. I said, there's no place that I need 50 copies of the same picture, right? But that's what I think is happening: is people are going through, even if they're getting the picture, they're going through these 50 pictures and trying to figure out which one is the one, right? And for me, I come in, I load your pictures automatically, right? I drop them in my. Uh, uh, raid, right? So I have a backup. I dropped them in a friend's raid who lives in Europe, right? So now they're off the continent. If all of those pictures disappear, we got bigger problems than, than like the aliens have come. It's over, right? We're basically going to be digging up coal for people now, right? So we got bigger fish to fry than your wedding. So it's hard for that to happen. But then right there, I, I do my call, right? If you're out, if you're not the bride and groom, you're out of focus, you, you ain't going to make a cut, right? It, because I miss focus, it occasionally happens. Once a day, not more than that, but <laughs> once a day, I'm, right? If you're not the bride and groom and you're out of focus, you're probably going to get cut. If this is somebody that they said they had to have, you'll get that picture, right? And for me, if you're not the bride or the groom, unless I personally want your picture, you're probably not going to get edited, 
right? You're going to get kind of the, I'm going to color correct you, right? I'm going to get you back to true gray. And I work from there. So by the time I get up in the morning, I'm down to my final set, right? And I am ruthless with the color. I'm not, I'm not going to turn a mediocre picture into a great picture. I'm not, I'm just not, there's no, nobody's served to doing that. But I really like the idea, like in my brain, that you got married, you and your partner get up, you go have brunch with people. And before they bring your French toast, you can share pictures. Yeah. Right. I, I, so because when I do my call, one of the things I'm doing is, OK, that's 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 a sneak peek. That's so by the time I finish my call, I've got the 50 pictures I'm going to do for your sneak peek. And you'll have those before you have breakfast. I promise. Right. Unless you had a very boring wedding, you're going to have those before you get out of bed. Right. And then you'll have your pictures the next day. Right. I, I want that to because I, it just doesn't make sense to me that you four months. Did you draw? Is that what happened? Is you drawing? Are you drawing each of those people from memory? What is happening? That's a, so. And I apologize if you if you take a four month turn. Right. But to me, it just seems crazy that people are waiting yeah. for pictures in the digital yeah. age. Yeah, I mean, my oh, wedding. CBS and got him back by now. <laughs> That's just my... crazy. Yep, yep. <laughs> I so I I get it. I mean, forty eight hours is crazy fast, but it's it's great that you're able to do that. I don't. I used to um, like I would come home and I would stay up till like six thirty in the morning doing my preview and everything, and I have had to. Like adapt my behavior to not do that anymore because I like I I need to also be a little healthier. So I've been working on. But for me, so this is for me. I'm typically insomniac. Like on an average day, I'll sleep four hours. Like last night, I went to bed at I went to bed at two. I fell asleep at two thirty. I was on my way to the gym at six thirty. Right. So to me, I don't sleep a whole lot anyway. And what will happen is after about two weeks, I have a day where I sleep twelve hours. Right. And then that cycle resets no matter how hard. So it's easy for me to do that. That's just the normal rhythm of where I work. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. So, so it's, 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 it's and, and I like being able to do that. Like I take great joy in it, right? So there's a place where I recognize, I'm, I, as, as my partner would say, she would tell me, you're doing too much. Right? Like I, there's a place where I recognize I'm doing too much to push myself to that, right? But it's, it's possible. Not only that, then I have the rest of the week to do whatever I want to do. That's true. Like the the to me, you as you know, as a photographer, uh, and this is something probably photographers should know, right? Because there's lots of people out there getting cameras and they get that one shot and they say, I could do this for money, right? And you maybe you could, right? There's a lot of people out there that are doing that. But the truth is, as a photographer, I spend this much time with the camera in my hand. And I spend this much time doing all the other things, most of which I don't greatly enjoy. <laughs> right? Like I'm I'm not like in today's market, you really gotta be in socials. I don't I don't love socials, right? I don't love anything about it. I love my work, right? But I don't I don't have it just seems very self-promotional to me, right? To be like, hey, look at this picture. Like hey, like I just struggle with that part of it, right? Uh, uh, and blog posts, oh my God. But I mostly hate it. Because at this point, I'm pretty sure I've written every blog I could write. Right? Like oh my I, god! And then you're just rewording it every time, and it's like, oh come on, I have nothing new to say. You know, I tell you what. To me, okay, I'm going to share a secret. All right, all the couples out there, all the millions of people listening, close your ears. It's just me and Sarah now. If it's more than two years old, I count it as new and rewrite it. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't been following me that long. You didn't read it. It's new to you. <laughs> you know, it's true. And also, we call that repurposing your marketing content. <laughs> Boom. Exactly. I love it so much. Oh, my goodness. Well, that is all we have time for today on The Wedding Dish. Um, Brian, I really appreciate you being here today with me. This has been such a hoot, so much fun. Um, where can our listeners find you online? All right. So I'm going to spell this out. Right. So you can find us at book E-L-E-V-E-N-1-1.com. That's book 
1111.com. You can also find us, our socials are at 1111 underscore photo. So if you want to find us there, we primarily work in the in the Southeast, mostly in Alabama, because most of the time I don't want to travel because I don't want to be in an airplane with people. Like it, That just seems like a bad idea in a pandemic. However, we do travel, given enough time, so we will go anywhere. And if you're going somewhere good, like if you're going to Bora Bora, I'll probably come to that, right? But if you're getting married in East St. Louis, I'm not knocking East St. Louis, but I don't, I'm probably busy that day. Like I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just trying to be honest with you people. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, everybody head on over, give them a follow. Um, and while you are looking up 1111, um, you can find The Wedding Dish at The Wedding Dish Podcast on Instagram and theweddingdishpodcast.com. And we will have show notes. Um, we'll link out to 1111 Photography on our show notes and on our description here. So it's super easy for you to get in touch and connect. Um, and I really appreciate you being here, Brian. I'm. It was such so much fun, truly so much fun. And um, I, I y'all had give- such a good time. Thank you so much. And I want to say to other wedding professionals, the process of getting involved with the wedding dish, it was just a pleasure from beginning to end, right? The, the way they reach out to you to let you pick. A lot of people say, you know, I need you at 2 a.m. from 2 a.m. to 2.17 a.m. And, and like, but they let you pick the day and the way they help you prepare for the interview and tell you what's going to happen. Like, it is such a pleasure to see somebody handle their podcast so professionally. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, thank you. And thank you for sharing that. That was really nice to hear. It does, you know, we, we put a lot of effort in and I'm glad that it shows. <laughs> and it does, man. It, it's the same. I think. All professional work comes down to that, right? The difference between a good one and a great one is the details. And you make the details of, of being involved in this in this podcast so great. Uh, and I really appreciate that. I'm going to share one other thing with you. When you guys sent me the link, I went to it and said, this is okay, right? And I tested it various times, right? So when I sat down to do this, I'm at one of, one of the venues that I do business with. I have my iPad with me. And when I clicked the link to get to it, it said, hey, you need something other than what you have. So you got to download it. And I was like, no, I'm going to be late. But then she let me use her computer to do it, right? But I was like, all of that preparation and I'm going to be the blankety blank who's late. No. <laughs> I was so afraid that was what's going to happen. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. And also, I would have forgiven you if it was late. <laughs> no, no, You know what? I don't. I, you, you, you should really be respectful of people's time. But one of the other things that I take great pride in is typically I'm the first person at the venue, right? Or if you say, this, I want you there at 10 o'clock, we get there an hour before, right? It's okay for me to sit and have a cup of coffee and look at stuff. Uh, like, I like that, right? I, I like doing that. Even though I've seen, for our, our customers, we go see their venue before. If I haven't seen a venue in 18 months, we go do a site report and send it to you. I think more people should do that. But I, I, I'm sorry, I keep holding you. I talk a lot. So sometimes you just got to say, shut up, Brian. Stop talking. I'm going to just stop. I love it. This has been so great. I so appreciate you. Um, And I appreciate all of you listening to The Wedding Dish today. Give us a follow, rate, and review on your preferred podcasting app. And until next time, cheers.